The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Let's make some trades, everybody. What's up? And welcome to the Wednesday edition of Fantasy Football Today. We'll be talking about our favorite buy low and sell high candidates. We'll take a look at Thursday Night Football, which is Denver and Kansas City. Are we going to get Travis Kelsey in this game? Looks like we're going to get Javante Williams in this game. So what does that mean for the Broncos running backs? Adam Azer here with Heath Cummings and Jamie Eisenberg. Uh, sorry for the way I sound. If you're looking on YouTube, I, I can't even talk about the way I look right now. It's awful. Uh, I apologize for that. <laughs> but, you know, we're working on it here. So, guys, um, I, one of the things I want to talk about is trading for Justin Jefferson and or Devon Achan right now. Jefferson on IR. Achan could end up on IR. I don't think you can just necessarily assume that Jefferson will be back in four weeks. But, Jamie, you know, you're four and one maybe or five and oh. You looking to trade for Justin Jefferson right now, or are you try are you staying away? Too risky. Oh, I would definitely be trying to trade for him. You know, and, and I'll go back to the trade um, that you and I made. I wouldn't give those two players per se for Justin Jefferson, which the trade we made was before the injury, where I gave you Bijan Robinson and Jalen Waddle. But I wouldn't be opposed to making um, a a significant offer for Justin Jefferson if I felt really good about my fantasy roster. So like somebody, I think it was Zach Brooke asked me, Oh, how do you feel about the trade? Yes. I said, you know what? If Jefferson comes back, I'm perfectly fine with it in, in four games because of how I, I feel about my team right now, because I, I feel like I'm, I'm in a pretty good spot. You know? So I, I think if you like your fantasy roster, you don't give up those two players. Again, make no mistake that that was a pre Jefferson. And you got Alexander Madison in that too. It wasn't just Jefferson. Uh, that's true. Yeah. But, um, I think again, part part of it is like you give up a a piece that's going to help somebody, and and probably two, but not not two high end stars. And I think that's a that's a good move to make if you feel really good about your roster. Like you you know you got to understand like these are not the last injuries we're going to deal with, so you might be you know thinning out your your depth a little bit. But if you are four and one, five and zero, oh, love your three and two team, then those are the type of moves that help you win a championship. Same thing with Devon H, and I, I think even the same thing with James Conner, you know, to a lesser degree. Yeah, who has more value right now, A-Chan or Jefferson, Heath? I would still say Jefferson, um, although I do feel more hopeful that A-Chan's going to play in the next five weeks than I do Jefferson. Um, still, like, we got a two-game sample size of Devon A-Chan as the best running back in football. We've got a two-year sample size as Justin Jefferson as the best wide receiver or or one in the in the top tier. So I'm a little more certain about Jefferson's status when he is back. I think also with with Achan, not that he's going to lose his job, but he might come back to both Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert playing. Yep. And that That's could true. be a slight problem, yeah. if not a big problem. That's true. Jefferson has a bye in week 13. He's eligible to return in week 10. But like I said, you know, they put him on IR pretty quickly. So I don't know that he's I have, I have no idea. I have no idea how long. No, we don't know how long he's going to be out. I, I just I did a segment with Rick Spielman yesterday on CBS Sports HQ, and he knows him as well as anybody. He drafted him, uh, former Vikings GM. And he thinks that this was we're not giving you the opportunity to get back on the field. Right. To protect him from himself is exactly what he said. So who knows? Yeah. Who else was like that? They said they want they put him on IR so he could focus on his on his re- oh, cup. It's exactly what happened with Cooper Cup. 
They said, you know, they wanted him to get back to pretty much close to 100%, and Cup missed only four games. Uh, okay, I got a trade offer in our podcast league. I have Justin Jefferson. I'm two and three. I have to trade him. I have to. And I got an offer, Michael Thomas and Tank Dell. And that is not going <laughs> to no. do it. No. And I don't, look, I, I don't blame you for making that offer. I don't blame you. But that's not going to do it. You got to get more than that for Justin Jefferson. Um, and uh, and for HN, I guess, as well. Uh, all right. So as, as somebody in that situation, like, what are you looking for? Oh, gosh. I honestly don't know. Um, I would say, you know, I would say somebody like Jalen Waddle, who I think is still a buy low. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think that's kind of fair. You know, because... I would probably like to get one more player. Uh, I don't know it's going to be anyone all that good, but it's got to be a must-start guy, I think, you know, on a much lower end. Would you take Would you take Jalen Waddle and James Cook? Yeah, yeah. If I'm two and three, what's that? I, I, would, I would not give that much up. You wouldn't, no? Okay. Really? Wow. Yeah, I would take that. I, 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 would, I think I would take Waddle straight up for Jefferson if I'm, if I'm one and four or two and three. I mean, I might even try to do a little bit better. Uh, trying to think of who who it would be, but yeah, like I would take Tony Pollard if people were panicking on him. But I don't think anyone's going to trade Tony Pollard for Justin Jefferson. I don't know. I have no idea what the market's going to be. Your 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 needs are going to change based on your record, right? Like if I'm four and one, I'm probably not giving up Jefferson for Waddle. But I'm two and yeah, three. Yeah, I have, I think I have, I have Jefferson in now three leagues. Um, it was two. <laughs> uh, one is dynasty, so obviously I'm not trading him. And I'm five and zero in that league. And then the other one, I'm four and one, and I'm just going to ride it out. You know, so it's you know, for for me as the Jefferson manager, and, and even in the IDP league, I'm three and two. But like I said, I like my roster, so I, I'm not panicking. But I can understand you at two and three, and having concerns prior to him getting hurt, wanting to try and get something that can hopefully save your season. I didn't have concerns. You had concerns about your roster. Oh, yeah, about my roster. Who won your uh oh wow, Jamie, you beat Heath in the Dynasty League in week in week uh five. One of one of the one of the more surprising upsets of my fantasy career, because Heath's team is loaded. And I I really got lucky to uh start the the duo Thursday night of Sam Howell and Logan Thomas. I have I have DJ Moore in that league too, so that was a big part of it. But yeah, what those two guys were able to do, that Thursday night lead was like, oh, I got a shot. And it was funny because I think I was up like 70 points going into um, the afternoon on Sunday or maybe Sunday night or Monday. And he still had the projected to win. I realized how good his team is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I was projected to win until Aaron Jones was ruled out. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And it wouldn't have mattered. Like I think I had one guy who scored nine points in his place and that wouldn't have been enough. But, you know, I'm sitting at two and three, living up to my team name, loser. <laughs> Thankfully, I, uh, I get to play uh, one of the tanking teams this week. Yeah, um, we're, we're, we're just going to ride it out. I've still got my first round pick just in case this continues to go south. <laughs> All right. Listen, you listen and you watch the podcast. You've got your best bets and now it's time to follow your action. And the best way to do that is the CBS Sports app. It features lightning fast live scoring for all major sports. You can track your favorite teams or just individual games you have an interest in with the click of a button. It's also the way that I get my breaking news alerts. I can watch live sports on the CBS Sports app, okay? If game's on CBS, bam, turn on the CBS Sports app. Stay on top of all the latest updates, and it's totally free, whether you have an iPhone or an Android, and the easiest way to keep your finger on the pulse of every game that matters. Download the CBS Sports app. Do it now. Do it. Do it now. All right, injuries, news, and notes. So James Conner is on IR. I thought about doing a bonus podcast yesterday, but, you know, I wasn't quite up for it. But if we had known well, yesterday... What more would we have done? Like, we did a lot of it yesterday, obviously. Well, I wasn't really that interested in, in Mario DiMarcato. I mean, I, I would have put some claims in, but I would have put Osborne ahead of him. I still did. But I guess my, I was going to ask, like, did, did DiMarcato become your clear-cut number one waiver wire priority? Yes. Uh, over yeah. Osborne? Yeah, or in, in general. Um, it depends on what you need. You know, I, I think if you need a receiver, it was Osborne. You need a running back, it was DiMarcato. Um, they're both, I think, borderline starters in every format for DiMarcato and, and three receiver leagues for Osborne. I don't think he's a slam dunk, but there's such a big opportunity for a team that's throwing the ball so much. So I think it just came down to what you need. I, I, I think if I can go through, I only have like six or seven leagues on CBS that run Tuesday night waivers. Uh, if I, if I go back through the, the, the bids, I think it was probably somewhat equal. I know like 
I saw a big bid from Thomas for Osborne, but who knows how much of that was a homer bid. <laughs> um, but uh, Osborne and DiMarcado were clearly the one and the two. Uh, Heath, what do you think? I actually really hate the, the schedule for DiMarcado. Uh, Rams, Seahawks, Ravens, Browns, Falcons are his next five games. I don't know that there's an easy matchup in there. Um, yeah, I think... And and it's questionable exactly how many touches he's going to get on a weekly basis. Like he didn't profile as anybody who'd ever be a workhorse back. So I, I think it's probably a committee approach. But the Cardinals have been better offensively and better running the football than we expected them to be. I think you just view him as a borderline number two, just like Jamie said, KJ Osborne's a borderline number three wide receiver. Like there, there wasn't a, a league winner, and there probably wasn't even a week winner on the waiver wire. But there were some nice guys that you could plug into the, to the to the back of your roster if you need them. Okay, uh, other news items. Uh, Deontay Johnson says he'll be back in week seven after their bye. Austin Eckler is going to play this week. Says ninety nine point nine percent sure he's going to play this week. Travis Kelsey practice. We're going to take a look at that game in a little bit. Javante Williams practiced in full. Greg Dulcich is is he definitely coming off IR this week or just? Or soon. Not the window is open. Okay, okay. Right. We had two guys get the window open yesterday. Greg Dulcich and? Tyquan Thornton. Okay. So Jeff Wilson's window is not open yet? Not officially, no. Okay. Uh, Dan Campbell is optimistic about Amonra St. Brown playing this week at Tampa Bay. Uh, according to tw- uh, 24-7 Sports, it would be P.J. Walker in line to back up Deshaun Watson this week. Walker would get the start if Watson can't go against the 49ers. The Falcons acquired Van Jefferson from the Rams for a swap of late-round picks. Does this matter, Van Jefferson to the Falcons? Well, you know, Arthur Smith finally had a game where they gave Kyle Pitts some targets, and he said, you know what, we got to change that. Got to bring somebody else in to uh, ruin the fun. But, no, I don't think it matters. It's an upgrade over Mac Hollins. It's an upgrade over, you know, just somebody who's a little bit more competent, I think, to, to help Desmond Ritter. I, I'm waiting for... Like th- to me, this is the this is, if if the Vikings are going to trade Kirk Cousins, this to me is now the the destination. The Atlanta, yeah, okay. I I wonder. I think it's more likely that Cousins might approve that. I couldn't see Cousins saying okay to going to New York, um, but I don't know if he wants to go to play for Arthur Smith right before free agency either. Um, yeah. <laughs> it might not help his profile. Um, can I can I add a sec- Adam, Adam? You were wanting me to add a segment, and I just saw something, and I just wanted to. Um, might be a new segment, but Adam makes a way a, a waiver move I didn't agree with. Oh, great! On the team, on the team we share. Oh, crap! Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, and I like I probably will be in the minority here, but it's a ten-team league, and we dropped Jahan Dotson for KJ Osborne. And if we have to start KJ Osborne in a ten-team league, we're not any good anyway. I would have rather kept Jahan Dotson on the bench. Uh, I mean, that's I guess kind of fair, but. I feel like I'd start. Just, I'd, I'd start just off. My displeasure. Well, I would. Yeah, I'm okay with uh, dropping Dotson at this point. I, I don't really know what. I, I don't really know when that's going to turn around. It's really yeah. weird. No, I understand that. Jamie, can you be the uh, the judge here? Fantasy court. I would rather see what Osborne does at this point than Dotson. Because I got the Bears this week. I think we could start him. I think we could start. I think we. I'd start him over Sutton in our league. I think we're starting him this week, Keith. Let's get. I'd start him. Would you start KJ Osborne over Ramondre Stevenson this week? It's our. That's our decision. Uh, and not in half PPR. I wouldn't. This is the. This is the last. The last gasp of air for Ramondre Stevenson. If there's going to be a match, the Raiders have given up the most receiving yards to running backs this season. This. This should be in contention for a, a potential. Uh, Jamie uh, reviving his season. <laughs> I think so. Uh, <laughs> okay, Pittsburgh edge TJ Watt dislocated his finger and he tore multiple ligaments, according to Tom Pelissero, but he's not expected to miss time. If he's not, did he himself, say that, didn't the report say he popped it back in himself? Uh, pro- I mean, probably. I mean, he's so, he's like this ultra guy. Like, he's super tough, but he, they're so bad without him. So hopefully he's oh, okay. We got news. Well, what do we got? Anthony Richardson has been placed on IR. Oh, okay. And the Jets are considering trading Nico Hardman, according to Jeremy Fowler. What if he goes back to the Chiefs? Would he be the best wide receiver on the Chiefs? Uh, I saw somebody say that the Chiefs already have three of Nico Hardman. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure that that's a reunion they're looking for. All right. I think it would make a little bit of sense for them. But uh, I don't right. like 
it's not like they're going to play. They don't want to play anybody more than half the snaps anyway. Yeah. So maybe they could find 25 snaps that he could play. Let's do some buy low and sell high. I think I'm up for this. All right. Who's our favorite buy low, Heath? Man, I, you should start with Jamie because I was working on the stats that you wanted oh. me to and didn't think about the buy lows or the sells highs. Jamie, who's our favorite buy low? Um, Dave brought this up on HQ and I agree. Uh, I think T Higgins is a good buy low candidate. You know, you're coming off where you might not even have him until week eight because they play the Seahawks this week. He may not return. They have a buy in week seven, uh, week eight's against San Francisco, but you would like to have him no matter when, but with the way that Joe Burrow looks right now, if you tell the, if you can sell the fantasy manager on, you don't have Higgins, similar situation, Jefferson, you have a crappy record. And you can help them out with something in return. Uh, I think T. Higgins down the stretch will be a very good fantasy asset. I feel there, Heath. You ready? Yeah, I I would still view T. Higgins when he's back, kind of in the way that I do Olave and Devonte Smith right now, in that they've really underperformed, and there's reasons to be concerned. But I'd still like those those would have probably been my top two candidates for a buy low. And they were all ranked pretty similarly for me before the season. And if they were all 100%, they'd be ranked pretty similarly for me rest of season. Okay. So I don't really know. I, there's no one obvious to me that I want to buy low on right now. I, so you don't want to buy on Devontae Smith or Chris Olave? Uh, no. Uh, yes, I do. Sorry. I was trying to like think of other people. Oh, like Last week, I felt really strongly about Waddle. I obviously don't know if that's going to come into play. The week before that, I talked about buying low on some tight ends. I wonder if, I, I doubt it. Uh, you can't buy low on Mark Andrews off this game. Six for 65 on 10 targets. Uh, I would maybe consider buying high on Mark Andrews because I feel like they're just, I don't know. How many difference makers at tight end are there? I look at my teams, I'm like, damn, I wish I had a tight end. I'm, I hate my tight end. So... I still, I think I, like, I don't know that you can get Kelsey. And quite frankly, is anybody a little afraid of buying Kelsey right now or having Kelsey right now? Having, no. Buying a little bit because you have to pay so much to get him. Yeah. You know, so if you, if you have to pay peak Travis Kelsey price, I don't know if it's worth it. Injury and just the way that things have gone for him so far this season. And he's healthy to the fact that he's playing, but he's clearly got to, you know, battle through this ankle problem. But, um, to spend first round capital on Travis Kelsey, even though he's going to still be the best tight end. I don't know if he's blowing away the field like he did last season. So that's the problem. I, yeah. I think like I'd have to buy. I, I, I'm not sure I'd be super excited about early round two capital. I'd have to buy really low and that opportunity might happen because the guy who has him knows he's kind of been saved by touchdowns. And one really bad game could open that window up, but it's um, he's not close efficiency wise to the guy he's no. been um, yards per catch yards per target yards per route yards per game. It, it's um, it's it's pretty mid. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just don't think he's doing anything after the catch Travis Kelsey and you know, I just you can't help but think he's just not right. Um, like I, well, I think if you're. If you're if you're trying to acquire Travis Kelsey, like you could potentially turn, let's say, like Sam Laporta and something into Kelsey. I got to tell you, I'm seeing so many. I'm seeing a lot of comments, a lot of emails, a lot of tweets about Sam Laporta. I feel like he's got to be a sell high right now. I mean, I'm not saying he's bad or anything, but people are treating him like uh, an absolute superstar tight end. I, I wouldn't say that, but close to it. And I don't know. I, I think, well, we can talk about that when we get to sell high. But he, he's been awesome. Don't get me wrong. But how do you guys feel about Laporta? Uh, There's only one game with more than five targets, or more than six targets so far. Well, I mean, you just said you'd love to have a tight end, right? You look at your fantasy teams and you'd love to have a tight end. I think anybody that's got Sam Laporta feels pretty good right now. So, again, you know, whenever we talk about trading tight ends and, and even the same thing with quarterbacks, except there's just a little bit more depth at the position, what are you replacing those guys with? You know, so... If you're selling, you know, like like Dave had on, on our trade segment on HQ, selling George Kittle. And my response to him whenever he brings up a tight end is, okay, what are you replacing George Kittle with? And Dave gave a great answer. You know, I'll just stream with Logan Thomas or Dalton Schultz or somebody in, yep. 
you know, whatever I'm getting back for George Kittle is going to replace something else, that, which is the right answer. But if you're giving away Sam Laporta, are you comfortable enough with those other streaming options that, you know, you may have missed on because of when you're trading him? So that's what it comes down to, I think, with with that. I, I think for, for Laporta, if you can get something great in return, you should do it. So not a bad scenario at all. However, if I have Sam Laporta, I'm probably not necessarily looking to get off this run that he's on. You know, I'll tell you, uh, Pollard and Lamb, I still have total faith in them. I don't know how you guys feel about them. We talked about it on Monday's Beyond the Box score, but I'm just not all that worried about the Cowboys offense. Uh, I think a lot of people are. But Pollard and Lamb, do you still? how do you value them, guys? They've been dinged. Like I don't, I don't view them both as late first round picks anymore. Um, but I do think they'll both be better than what they've been so far. So some kind of somewhere in the middle, probably a little bit more concerned about Pollard, just because it's been a huge workload and the efficiencies, all the efficiency advantages he have are pretty much disappeared. And so I, I wonder if they try to get somebody else more work so they can fi- have the Tony Pollard back that they had the last couple of years. If you are going to acquire them, do it before Monday. Yeah. Yeah. They are about to go nuts against the Chargers. Hopefully. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll talk sell highs when we come back. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. And we are back. Welcome back, everybody. Um, sell high time. And then we, uh, we'll get into some buy or sell from the audience and Denver at Kansas City. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, so uh, Jamie, you can start. Who's your favorite sell high right now? My favorite sell high right now. I don't know if I have a favorite. Um, Heath, you got one? Come back to me. I still try to sell Kyron Williams high, or is it like he's still a top twelve running back? Um, he's still got a bunch of touchdowns. I I think uh, Matthew Stafford's touchdown problem is probably going to go away now that he's got Cooper Cup and Puka, and that's going to mean less short yardage rushing touchdowns for Kyron Williams. It also looks like less targets for Kyron Williams with Cup and Puka there. So I I could I would try to sell Kyron. Uh. Yeah, so he only had two targets last week, which not not good. Um, thirteen carries though. So you still have this, you know, primary ball carrier. So you'd sell him, but you still view him as what, like an RB two? Yeah, around RB twenty, probably rest of the season. Would you trade him for Justin Jefferson? Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Would you rather have uh, Kyron Williams or? Deion, uh, no, that's stupid. Um, let me just take a look at some running backs here. Kyron Williams or Pacheco? Probably Pacheco. Okay, I would take Kyron still. It's really close, though. Those guys are right, right in the same range. I probably wouldn't be looking to make that deal just because I don't have a strong feeling either way. All right, Jamie, you got to sell high? I would try and see if you could flip DeAndre Hopkins right now. That might have been his best game. Okay. That works for me. Uh, I've got some stats that might lead to some trade talk. Segment called, How Crazy Is This? How crazy is this? Matthew Stafford is second in pass attempts, but 15th in fantasy points among quarterbacks. Is that going to start to rise, those fantasy points with Cooper Cup back? Oh, I hope so this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, but uh, go ahead. 
Yeah, I think like we talked about this the first couple of weeks, how the the total number of pass attempts that Stafford had early in the season, how it wasn't likely that was going to continue. That 55 attempt game is still doing a lot of work, but he's going to be in the high 30s. I think he's going to be top five in terms of pass attempts. And he's I picked him up just this morning to start him against Arizona. So it's funny that his, his yardage actually cratered the first game cup cup was back we got the second touchdown yeah you know uh this reminds me a little bit of tom brady and justin herbert last year where you could have kept looking at the volume and saying oh the the, the touchdowns are gonna come and he's throwing so much and he's by low by low and it never happened but the one of the differences to me is the air yards because brady and herbert were throwing a ton but they had among the lowest air yards per target or per pass attempt in the NFL. Stafford is actually throwing the ball deep. He's among the highest in air yards per pass attempt. So I think that's a better formula. Those guys are better quarterbacks. I don't know if Brady last year was a better quarterback. Herbert certainly was. But He missed uh, He missed Tutu Atwell yes. on what would have been a huge touchdown. Yes. And that might have changed some things about how you feel about Stafford this week. It actually changed how I felt about Atwell. I wasn't like super quick to, to yeah. drop him. That could have been a huge play. No, we talked about this yesterday, that he played... I think it was his highest snap share. Yeah, didn't get a lot of targets, but... All right, uh, how crazy is this? DJ Moore is wide receiver five in PPR, despite being tied for 27th in targets. I I actually... One of the, the crazy stats that I was going to give you was that DJ Moore is averaging 15.6 yards per target, which 15.6 wow. yards per set reception would be an outlier for DJ Moore, uh, his career best in yards per target before this year, 10.1, which is also right around where Tyree kill has been for his career. Um, so yeah, there's some significant regression coming for DJ Moore for sure. Yeah. The targets thing. I mean, he had two in week one, so that's really hurting him. It's then seven, then six, then nine, then 10. And in the last two weeks, we're talking eight catches for 131 yards and a touchdown against Denver and eight catches for 230 yards and three touchdowns at Washington. So DJ Moore, I'm surprised that his name didn't come up in the sell high segment, maybe because he played so long ago. Like Thursday feels like, you know, five weeks ago, not not one. But uh, yeah, would you, are you like buying this breakout from Moore? And Heath just said regression's coming, or would you be looking to, to try to cash in right now? I mean, look, if you could turn DJ Moore into Tony Pollard or Saquon Barkley or some of these, you know, running backs that have been injured or struggling or maybe Austin Eckler, if you want to, you know, aim for the, you know, the highest possible guy you can get, that's certainly a great move to make for somebody that, you know, maybe struggling with some injuries or, or looking to, you know, help the receiving core and might have a Kyron Williams or an Isaiah Pacheco and a good running back core at this point. But what if this is the, you know, <laughs> finally the season of, of DJ Moore being the player that we've talked about because he finally has a better quarterback? And so, yes, there's going to be regression coming from his fantasy production because what he's done the last two weeks is amazing and in some cases historic. But there's probably still a very good fantasy season coming for DJ Moore that we've been just waiting and waiting and waiting for. And you don't want to miss out on that. Rest of season, rank them. Devontae Smith, DJ Moore, Chris Olave. Uh, Moore, Smith, Olave. I, I'm just I'm terrified about Derek Carr's shoulder at this point. I've got a Smith Moore Olave. Uh, yeah, I think that's. Uh, I mean, you, if, you if said I, this on yesterday's show. Just the schedule coming up for the Bears is so favorable. Uh, okay. All right, let's go to our next. How crazy is that stat? Uh, how crazy is this? Sorry, I got the segment name wrong. Uh, the only two starting quarterbacks without an interception are C.J. Stroud and Brock Purdy. Excuse me. What? Oh. I'll counter that with my own. How crazy is that? <laughs> Gardner Minshew has a 0% turnover-worthy throw rate this year. He has not thrown a pass that was turnover-worthy all season long. That's good. Yeah, he also does not have a, an interception, but you know he's only started one game. But uh, yeah, I just want to shout out to CJ Stroud. Great job. No interceptions through five games. That's impressive. No sacks through the last three and no turnovers at all through the last three. He last fumbled in week two. Wow. All right, how crazy is this? This usage for Travis Etienne, I don't think we saw this coming. Travis Etienne is second among running backs in carries and sixth among running backs in targets. Yay. It's great. 
It's fantastic. Um, and I've got a Jacksonville stat because I, it might apply to Travis Etienne and Tank Bigsby both. Um, their red zone struggles passing. Trevor Lawrence has completed 40% of his passes in the red zone. Now, Chris did a good job of highlighting the incompletions and like 75% of them were caught out of bounds. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. But I, this is a team that struggled in the red zone a little bit last year, has struggled in the red zone this year. I wonder if they just run the ball in the red zone a little bit more with the success that ETN's having yeah. and then tank inside the five if he can keep that role. Yeah, actually, we saw ETN in that role in week five. It was kind of like James Cook in week four. They finally got him the goal line touch, and I think they did that with ETN in week five. I think Tank had a third or fourth and one that he didn't pick up yesterday, yeah. this week as well, right? Yeah. 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 All right, last one. This one I think is the craziest. How crazy is this? The two leaders among wide... Oh, no, the two leaders in general, any position, in green zone targets, that's inside the 10-yard line, are Jacoby Myers and Devontae Adams. They are one and two, and actually Jake Ferguson is tied with Adams for second. Myers has seven green zone targets. Adams has six. And Las Vegas quarterbacks are among the, the league leaders in green zone pass attempts. But that really, I don't. I have no idea what to make of that. You know, Myers has three touchdowns already. He's a guy who, for a portion of his career, was allergic to touchdowns. But that's weird, Jamie. The two leaders in green zone targets are the, are the Raiders receivers. I mean, look, Jimmy Garoppolo's done well for those guys, you know, aside from Adams, who knows how healthy he is playing through the shoulder injury against the Packers in week five. But, I mean, at this point, they're both must-start guys. Not that anybody had to tell you that on Adams, but Jacoby Myers has got top 15, certainly top 20 upside rest of the way. As much as people don't like Josh McDaniels and don't like Jimmy Garoppolo, I love the way this offense is set up. Because all the targets are going to Adams and Myers, except Josh Jacobs has an 18.8% target rate, which leads all running backs. It's completely concentrated around those three guys and fantastic for fantasy. Um, what what do we do with the double revenge game? Oh, it, but it's against a Myers. Bill Belichick defense. Like you've got Jimmy and Jacoby going going against Triple. Belichick. Josh McDaniels. And Josh yeah. McDaniels. Well, I, uh, I don't know I mean, if like, I care about a Bill Belichick defense at this point. They yeah. stink. It's uh, it's ugly in those streets. It's um, you know, I I, I think you're you're starting clearly Myers. Uh, Garoppolo's a sleeper, I guess, at best in two quarterback and super flex leagues. And if you get points for coaches, uh, get points. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, let's go to Denver and Kansas City. On Thursday, na-na-na-na-na-na-na. Thanks for abandoning me, Dave. Here's a wacky stat. Patrick Mahomes has scored only .6 more fantasy points than Russell Wilson. I, I've got a wacky stat for that one as well. Let's hear it. Rasheed Rice and Kadarius Tony rank first and second in drop rate. <laughs> yeah. That's not helping. It's not helping Rasheed Rice. It's a, good, it's a good thing to bring up because, you know, why isn't he playing more? He's... So many drops so far. No, I, well, I, that might be it. But I legitimately think, like Matt Nagy's talked publicly about it a couple times in the last week and a half, that they have this theory that they've got seven wide receivers that all do different things well, and they're just going to play the guys in these certain situations, and nobody's a full-time player. Yeah. Well, uh, Macheco is pretty much a full-time player, right? He's got a good, nice little role. And here's your yes. stat of the game. The Broncos allow the most fantasy points to running backs. 6.13 yards per carry to running backs. They allow the fourth most receiving yards per game to running backs. And they've seen the most running back carries per game in the NFL. Uh, when I looked at your rankings, and I know looking at them on Tuesday isn't always the best idea. But I think Pacheco was something like RB18 or something like that. I thought maybe this would be a week where he could sneak into the top 12. How do you guys feel about Pacheco? I mean, he's top fifteen for me. Okay. I don't know who's low on him. Uh, I may, I may. I've got him twelfth. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. Twelfth in the projections. I don't know if I those get updated quicker than the rankings. Uh, that's yeah. probably my bad. I see he's top thirteen for everybody right now. Uh, okay. oh, no, I was thinking of somebody else. Who's who was I thinking of? Eh, I guess it doesn't matter. Anyway, I apologize. Uh, pretty much a must start guy, right? Yes. 
it's actually a, a very good week for the like the top end running backs. And it, the reason I tell you that is because like when I have to do start set, I look at the start percentages and I try to avoid guys basically that are started in 80% of leagues or more. And there's like 15 to maybe 18 running backs that are like 90% started. It's very difficult. <laughs> um, okay, so Pacheco or Kyron Williams this week? Pacheco. Um, yeah, they're both pretty good. Kyron Williams, top twelve as well. Yeah, they're both pretty yeah. good this week. All right, just start Pacheco. Right, we'll, we'll deal with it later in the week. Okay, or well, I guess we can't really do that. Uh, Pacheco or uh, KJ Osborne. That's not close. All right, Pacheco or. Uh, br- I don't think people should be sitting like the only way you're sitting Pacheco is if you have a two top twelve running backs. Like yeah. we're not sitting him for the number three wide receivers. Yeah, I think anytime you have a guy who was drafted kind of late and he's a must start this week, I feel like that's when people do have questions. But uh, all right, we like Pacheco. That's the bottom line. Uh, Mahomes is a must start, but man, it would be nice for him to, you know, go crazy here. Oh wow, Richardson can miss up to eight weeks. Oh crap. Okay, back to this game. Uh, you're not giving any thought to sitting Patrick Mahomes, are you? No. He's QB2. Any Chiefs wide receivers? Desperate play, I'd play Rajee Rice, but that's it. Yeah. Start Kelsey if he plays. If Kelsey doesn't play, any interest in Noah Gray? Gray had five targets in week one, three for 31 on five targets. Do it, Jamie. Noah, thank you. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Noah way. <laughs> All right, so the Broncos are probably a little bit more difficult. Starter sit Russell Wilson this week. Uh, I would try to sit him if you can. I've got him as a low-end top 12 guy. Okay, yeah, he just keeps I'm starting him done. for the most part. It's it's like yeah. it's bothering me, and I have him on a couple of teams, and it's bothering <laughs> me. Well, it, it has been, um, there, like, Two weeks, I think it happened because he ran for 40 yards. Yeah. And one week, as we often talk about, there was the Hail Mary. <laughs> um, but <laughs> he is also averaging his second most rushing yards since like 2017. He's, he's definitely been good. It's, it's hard to completely get away from him. But I do think that you look at that while the Chiefs the last two weeks have allowed their two most, their two highest fantasy point totals to opposing quarterbacks. Both of those were on the road. In their two home games this season, now take it for what it's worth because Justin Fields was struggling at the time and Jared Goff is always bad on the road. They felt those two guys to under 16 fantasy points. Now, I would say if you're looking at the broader picture, uh, you could probably say Russell Wilson's performance this year along with what Justin Fields for the, the entirety of the season and Jared Goff the entire season, all around the same type of fantasy production. So I think this is going to be – I I really feel like at some point this is – if it hasn't already, this Broncos team is going to completely unravel. And it might unravel in a primetime game in Arrowhead Stadium. Now, Russell Wilson in two games last year, one with Nathaniel Hackett, one without, did have two good fantasy uh, games against the Chiefs. But I feel like this Chiefs defense is better. And so going into Arrowhead, short week, with how everything is going, like Russell Wilson's using baseball analogies at this point to try and talk his way out of what's happening right now. He said, if you go one for four, you hope to go two for five and just swing away um, or something to that degree. Sean Payton's talking about how he's not getting animated at Russell Wilson on the sideline. They're talking about places. Well, clearly you're getting animated at Russell Wilson on the sideline. Right. You know, so this, this just feels like everything's about to really, really implode unless they surprise all of us and beat the Broncos. I uh, beat the Chiefs, excuse me. Um, They've beat the Broncos many times this year. They have beat the Broncos many <laughs> times this year, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm nervous about Russell Wilson. So he's outside my top 12. He's just barely in, uh, I think I have him 16. Well, okay, so I'll try to do this math here, right? So if you took... Russell Wilson's fourth quarter yards. <laughs> okay. This is this has right. got to be the ultimate. Well, no, this is track. why this is why he keeps finding fantasy production when it looks like he's having horrible games. He's thrown his okay, if you took his fourth quarter production and you know, for, and you made that for like times four for a full game for like all four quarters and multiplied by 17, he'd be on pace for six thousand passing yards. That's how okay. prolific he's been in the fourth quarter. So he's been clutch. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, all right, so Wilson or uh, Minshew? Wilson for me. Uh, I would go Minshew. Wilson or Stroud against the Saints with Marcus Maybach? Wilson for sure. I'd go Wilson there. 
Wilson or Geno Smith at the Bengals? I like Geno better because I think that's going to be a big-time shootout between the Seahawks and the Bengals. Oh, right. I, I, I like Wilson better. I'm a little scared of Geno. Denver running backs, any interest in any of them? If they all three play, definitely not. If Javante is out, I think Jaleel McLaughlin's still a low-end starter. Number two running back. Yep. Yeah, so I told you that the Broncos have seen the most running back carries in the NFL. The Chiefs have seen the fourth fewest per game. And it's kind of weird because it's not like this year they're blowing teams out. So, But teams are just not running on the Chiefs, except for the, the uh, Lions in week one. They had 28 carries. No team has had more than 15 carries combined for a full team against the Chiefs in the last so, four games. So maybe the right answer of the Broncos running backs, if they all play, like if you have to start one of them, it might be Samaj P. Ryan because he has been their best running back in the passing game. I think he's probably their best in pass protection. Um, if, if they're going to be down three scores in the second half, which they probably are, um, it might just be a bunch of Samaj P. Ryan. If they all play, you're saying. Right. Well, I mean, I've got I've got McLaughlin as a low end number two and P. Ryan as a fine flex right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How about the Denver wide receivers? It's hard to trust them. I mean, it, it feels like, you know, maybe Russ is starting to lean on Judy a little bit more. Now, I don't know how much of that was, you know, Sutton lined up against Sauce Gardner quite a bit and, you know, Russ not wanting to make take that challenge. So at best, they're number three receivers, you know. So if you want to look at Sutton's body work and say, okay, he's still the best one, I think Judy getting healthier is a big part of that. So I would I would lean toward Judy if I had to pick one of the two, but I, I would prefer to sit both of them. 86% snap share for Judy last week was a season high. Um, I'm Judy over Sutton, but they're both number three wide receivers. KJ Osborne or a Denver guy? Uh, I'll take the guy facing the Bears. I've got Judy Sutton Osborne. Garrett Wilson against the Eagles or Jerry Judy? Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jaleel McLaughlin if Javante's out or Jerry Judy? Uh, McLaughlin. Uh, yep. In all formats. I want to tell you all about a, a mistake, I a fantasy mistake I made. Don't do this. Uh, last week, I was doing my waiver claims, and I don't know why. I, I didn't want anybody, I guess. And I put in a claim for a kicker. And I got him. And someone dropped Jerry Judy. And I couldn't get Jerry Judy because I had to go to the back of the line in the waiver wire yeah, priority. Yeah, great call. I, so, I've been doing the same thing. I've been waiting on kickers. The yeah, exact, or DSTs. Exact reason. Yeah, like especially during the bye weeks. Like sometimes crazy drops happen. So yep. don't waste your waiver priority on, on a player you don't need just in case. Yeah, no, it, it, it's funny you mention that because I, I realized this obviously a long time ago, but like come, came to mind because of a different transaction. So in one league that I'm in, some this was like week three or so when when uh, Kamara was coming back. Somebody dropped Kendra Miller, and he has keeper value. And somebody else, I don't understand why, dropped Zach Charbonnet. Oh. And so I had picked up Miller, and then I could have had Charbonnet because I think I was first on waivers. And so even though I want to keep Miller, um, I would prefer to have Charbonnet for the season. So you know, whenever those waivers kick back and you can't make those moves, it's frustrating. Yeah, and I obviously, I, I knew that. I don't know why. It was just laziness on my part. I should have just waited, but I was like, ah, just get it out of the way. That was just dumb. All right, uh, Chiefs DST is a start. You're going to sit the the Broncos tight ends. Chiefs DST is top six uh, for everybody. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we got some of your buy or sell. We got some stats from Heath, unless he's already used them all throughout the show. <laughs> um, and uh, try to finish with your emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back here on Fantasy Football today, and uh, let's do our buy or sell. Although, guess what? I deleted it from the notes. Oh, I found it. Okay, there we go. This is from Ed. Ed says, buy or sell, Chuba Hubbard is the best Panthers running back rest of season. I'm going to sell because I want to sell it. I don't want to believe it. 
I will sell. I will say that Chuba Hubbard has been the best Panthers running back so far. Uh, buy or sell from John Dean. Sam Laporta is a top three tight end. So, sell. So. Uh, from Newtel, buy or sell Jacoby Myers finishes as a top twenty wide receiver. Buy or sell that David Montgomery is more fantasy relevant than than uh, Jacob Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs, rest of season. And buy or sell Adam gets sick at least two more times before the end of the fantasy season. Uh, buy, buy, and I will sell for your health. Sake. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I think you're, you're, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, so Myers top 20. Like, you know, Montgomery over Gibbs is easy. Me getting sick two more times is not easy. I don't know where that's going. But right now, Myers is actually wide receiver 20, but that's in four games per game. Myers is wide receiver 16, which is actually surprising. Yeah, but you know what? If you took out the Aiden O'Connell game, he's probably like top eight. Uh, so that means, well, really, I mean, you got to evaluate him with, with Garoppolo, he's been incredible. He's had double-digit targets in all three games. So that means you'd have him ahead of maybe DK Metcalf? Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't think I could do that. Well, I mean, in terms of what his production might be, yeah. I'm still going to go DK there, but that's interesting. Uh, Debo Samuel, CeeDee Lamb, Calvin Ridley. Would you take Myers over any of those guys? Um, over Debo. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next buy or sell is from James. Buy or sell. Alexander Madison sees an increased workload and establishes himself as a consistent top 18 running back. So um, I would sell because of the word consistent. From David. Buy or sell Jalen Waddell. Buy. Buy. Buy or sell from Kevin. DeAndre Hopkins will be a top 10 wide receiver rest of season. Sell. Sell. I think it'll be top 20, though. Buy or sell from Christian. Deontay Johnson. Buy. He's cheap enough. I, I think you can buy. I don't know where he where you were taking him. I know Jamie and I were taking Deontay Johnson. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jamie, but three receiver PPR league around 48th overall. Four or five turn toward yep. the end of the process. Heath, how about you? I don't remember at all. I'd have to look at my <laughs> preseason rankings. I do not believe it doesn't seem like it was quite that high. I right. would have guessed round five if you would have asked me, which is right behind that. You guys think he'll we live up to that? Rankings still on the site. Let's see where we all have. All right. Let's see how good my memory is. It's <laughs> terrible. Um, you think he's a top 50 ish player about Deontay Johnson? I'd say, I'd say no. no, because part of the reason was I have more faith in Kenny Pickett at that point. Um, our preseason rankings are not loading. Yeah. Uh, well, and how long is Pat, like, is, does he get to play some games with just Pickens and not Pat Fryermuth? Cause I think that would help. <sighs> Maybe, but Fryermuth is so uninvolved. I'm afraid that he might like completely destroy Jalen Warren. Oh, that's a good so point. much of Warren's values targets. And it's, I mean, running backs get targeted about the same area of the field as Deontay Johnson. All right, Heath, your stat, you got any more stats you want to throw at us? Yeah, two stats and one buy or sell that I'm having a little panic over this morning. Um, Josh Downs has been targeted on 24% of Gardner Minshew's throws. So if you expect Minshew to throw 32 to 35 passes against Jacksonville, you should expect eight or so targets from from Josh Downs. I actually, in a couple of leagues, prioritized him over K.J. Osborne. And I think that uh, Michael Pittman has like a 30% target share, right? Just, just right, almost right at thirty percent. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then we talked a lot on Sunday night show about Joe Mixon and how all they do is run him up the middle. He does have the second highest rate of rushes up the middle at sixty six percent of his run, rush attempts, or just right up the middle. There is a back who has been even more hamstrung by his coaching staff. Seventy four point six of his rush attempts have been up the middle. Josh Jacobs. <laughs> oh, Zach Moss. Nope. No. He, that, both of those guys, I think, are in the top 10. All right. He's got to be doing poorly here. I'm going to say, yes. I'm going to say Miles Sanders. It is Najee Harris. Ah. <laughs> 74.6. Like, just no chance. They're not going to throw it to him. 
not going to give it to him outside the tackles. Just just run him right up the gut. Yeah, well, um, I hear and then that. My, I wonder what do you think? Like, do they just feel like those guys don't have the speed, Mixon and Harris in particular, to get to the edge, and that they should just be smashing the ball into the line of scrimmage? It's so annoying. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I think um, it might also be the the opposite. They they think they need to be doing that, and they they trust like they trust Najee Harris in a, in a dirty situation like that more than Jalen Warren. Yeah, um, we're gonna then, soften up the underbelly of the defense and then hit yeah. him with play action. Yeah, never heard right. that coach before. Um, and then I I think I made a terrible mistake. I I'm in a super flex league. I can only roster three quarterbacks, even if the guy's on pup or IR. And so I have Trevor Lawrence, Anthony Richardson, and Kyler Murray. I dropped Kyler Murray this morning for Gardner Minshew. But now I think that it's more likely that Kyler Murray plays before Anthony Richardson. So I think I have to drop Anthony Richardson for Kyler Murray. It's, (laughs) I think you have to eight weeks could be eight weeks. That's crazy. Yeah. So sad. Um, yeah, that is sad. I would never play. I hate that league. You, you know, the commissioner. Is it Jamie? No. Is it Dave? You'll never guess. <laughs> well, tell him he sucks. That's my, my, my it's favorite. Scott White. I can't believe you told Scott White he uh, sucks. He's the nicest guy at CBS. Come on. Is he the nicest guy at CBS? I mean, he's up there. No. Who's the nicest guy at CBS? Used to be Al. Al Melchior was definitely, no question. Yeah, that's probably me. Who's the nicest guy at CBS? Just, um, just kidding on that one. Marone? Oh, Marone, yeah. He's a saint. Yeah. Not I, Adam Azer, for no, sure. That's, that's not me at all. <laughs> Could uh, be Pete Frisco. Come on. <laughs> all right, he's been a nice guy. Up there. Not that nice. He would, he would scoff at that. Um, okay. Dave's up Oh, uh... It's Barone. Just leave it at Barone. It could be Thomas. No, even he said no. Thomas has like a, a secret evil streak. We just don't know it. What? No, he's a good guy. Uh, most traded player. He's such a good guy. I'm pretty sure he's going to edit for me so I can take a nap today. Is that right, Thomas? Yeah, that's my boy. All right. Brees Hall is the most traded player. Jalen Waddles, number two. Calvin Ridley, three. Puka Nakua, four. And Raheem Mostert, five. Some spicy names there. There could be a sell-high window on Brees Hall, you know, with the Vera Tucker injury and what you just saw from him. I don't think the the concern should be about his health moving forward because he, he seemingly has put that behind him, obviously barring some sort of injury. But is the offensive line going to be such a detriment to him now? Uh, yeah. Would you sell Would you sell Brees Hall for Raheem Mostert, who's set to have maybe a huge stretch right now? I would not sell him for a 31-year-old running back. No. I yeah, it, it, it's a tough um it's tough to think about selling Brees Hall because his schedule goes Eagles by Giants, Chargers, Raiders, Bills, Dolphins. Um like he that 5 weeks he might be the number 1 running back in fantasy. That's a good point. It's are, are we just are we just yeah, like not even considering the ACL. Just he's just no. I don't. I, I mean, it's a bit crazy, I hope not. right? We, we never thought we never thought a guy could recover quite like this from the significant I mean, injury he had. No, I don't. I don't think that's true. We didn't really? think that he could return to performance week one. We, I think, we talked a lot. Even Jamie and I, when we were talking about not drafting him until round five, that we thought in the second half of the season he might be great. He got it's a little quicker than what I expected, but I like I J.K. Dobbins. It was what week twelve or thirteen last year, and he had to have a second procedure. But even he, but even he was like, I I don't have my top end speed for Brees Hall to look this good. Is shot. It's shocking to me. He had a very serious knee injury. He had two ligaments, as I recall. He had meniscus. He had ACL and meniscus. Um, and we just had braced ourselves for this inevitability that guys coming back from an ACL, the first year's not that good. You know, and well, look, let's amazing. let's hold our breath a little bit and hope that you know it just wasn't him taking on the Broncos, right? Well, he did it against the Bills. He had a long run against the Chiefs. Yeah, he did crush the Broncos, but uh, pretty good. I tried, I tried to watch side by side his uh, his long run last year against the Broncos versus this year. 
to see if I felt like he had the same speed. I can't really, I can't really tell. I have no idea. I'm sure next gen stats has it. Well, he definitely slowed down at the end of this run against the Broncos. But yeah, no, top end speed. Like I don't have access to next gen stats. Uh, are you buying Calvin Ridley coming off a good game? I mean, go back to the stat Heath referenced from Chris about all those missed touchdowns. You know, mm-hmm. what half of them are Calvin Ridley, if not more. Yeah. If he catches any of those, we have such a different opinion of him right now. Yeah. This is interesting that the two leaders in, uh, I think it's green zone targets for the Jaguars are Zay Jones, who has five, and Calvin Ridley, who has five. And they are the only players on the team with more than one. Uh, so That's really, amazing from Jones because he's missed so yeah, much time. You know. And I think he, like, that, that was one of the things I, I did go through and just kind of watch all the red zone, even the good plays. And Zay Jones has two of those that were thrown right to the boundary that he got both feet down and brought him in for touchdowns. Yeah. Good I wonder him. if that earns him a, a little more look in there. Uh, okay. Let's read our emails and finish the show. From uh, Tony in Miami Beach. Dear Randy, Adam, Stefan, and Justin. Oh, those oh, are oh, uh, oh, yeah. Vikings Viking receivers. receivers. There, there he is. There's Evil Schaefer coming in there. Grade the trade. Give Joe Mixon. Get Chris Olave. Give Joe Mixon. Get Chris Olave. Yeah. I don't mind it if you have good running back depth. In a vacuum, I'd say C minus. I think I'd slightly prefer Mixon rest of season. From Mason, who would you rather have rest of season, Rashad White or Ramondre Stevenson? Ramondre. Yeah, I think so. Uh, this is from Jared. Dear Vinny, Turtle, E, and Drama. Entourage. Yeah. This you is think a- Dan knows that one? Oh, yeah. He probably will go on a 30-minute rant about how great Entourage is. I, it was very good in the beginning. I know you're kind of friends with one of them, right? Uh, I wouldn't say friends, but I, I do have somewhat of a relationship with Turtle. Okay. Uh, this is uh, the question. Oh, sorry. The question is, I played a 10-team Superflex, tight end premium league, where you keep one player and lose the pick you drafted them the previous year. Uh I decided to start selling for a rebuild, and I sold Justin Fields and a 2024 11th round pick. It is super flex for a 2024 second round pick. How did I do? Um, The only reason I won't give it an F is if the Bears draft a quarterback next year. Yeah, If they draft a quarterback next year, then you might get off the hook because who knows where Justin Fields end up. But if they stick with Fields, it's a F plus. Okay. From Shane. You want my uh my my thirty second Jerry Ferrara turtle story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh I was introduced to him through doing Jim Rome's radio show. He was hosting with uh E. Um Kevin O'Connell, I think his name is. Um so they were co hosting the show. And uh off after the show was over, um, Turtle's big fantasy guy was Jerry Ferraro's big fantasy guy was very uh, much like trying to see if he can test my my knowledge. This was very early in my career. I think my second year doing this job. So uh, all of a sudden, I get a, a, a random text from him asking me like a fantasy question. And then that led to him asking me a lot of fantasy questions. And he did really well that year. And so the night that I proposed to my wife was like championship weekend for fantasy. And it was him asking for his fantasy fest. And we had just gotten back after I proposed. We're like calling our family and friends, whatever. And he texts me. He's like, hey, do you got a second? So I say to Allison, my, my wife, um, uh, it's it's Jerry. Do you mind if I talk to him? She's like, yeah, go ahead. I'm going to call him, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, hey, man, I just got a, I just got engaged. He's like, oh, cool. Hey, who do I start? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. that's uh, I'm sure that made you feel good about your uh, relationship with him. That's good. Someone says you. No, look I mean, like, it was it was very friendly throughout the whole the whole time. Someone says you look like Eddie Mur- Eddie Eric Murphy Eric Murphy from Entourage. That's like the best friend, you know, the, the normal guy who tries to keep everyone on track. What's his? That's e. What's his name? E. E. Okay. Yeah, I I, I wasn't really a fan of the show. Uh, and from from Shant is Rashad White a buy low? Is Brian Robinson and either Cortland Sutton or Michael Thomas for Rashad White too much? 
Yes. Yeah, I don't I don't know like does Rashad White snap out of what's been a bad four games? Uh, I, I don't think he's gonna snap out of it against the Lions. No. <laughs> oh yeah, and then the Falcons. That's a really bad <laughs> one two punch. Those two teams give up the fewest fantasy points to running backs. That's Rashad White's next two games. So I don't think now's the time to be trading for Rashad White. Um, all right, guys. Thank you very much. Great show. Talk to you tomorrow with starter sit for the AFC home games on Fantasy Football Today.